Good afternoon, everybody. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. And uh, there has been a lot that's rolled out this weekend, and we need to go over it. Uh, the big story, the big, 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 big story that you've heard in the national news reports all day, the U.S. Department of Energy has through its own investigation, determined that, yes, the lab leak theory of the origin of COVID-19 is the most likely theory about the virus's, uh, how the virus got out. And there are a lot of people out there who need to eat a substantial amount of crow because now you've got the FBI and the U.S. Department of Energy both saying that this is the case. Let me introduce you to Ann Applebaum. Ann Applebaum is a board member of a group called the Global Disinformation Index. It is a group that comes up with essentially blacklists of misinformation, disinformation uh, uh, brokers, I guess might be the word here, and they give it to ad companies, and those ad companies begin to systemically or systematically uh, blacklist those sites from their ad services. So on the internet, when you see ads on a website, they can either be done in-house or more often than not, if it's something not local, it's done through an ad service. One of the biggest out there is Google, but there are others. GDI, Global Disinformation Index, focused on conservative sites. Hmm, wonder why. And so there were plenty of sites that were blacklisted from ad services, meaning those those websites could not be part of and could not get revenue from those ad services, which did hurt some conservative websites. Now, some of those websites do indeed err on the side of conspiracy theory and misinformation, but a lot of them were very legitimate websites. And Applebaum, on February 16th, 2020, responding to a video of Tom Cotton reiterating his suggestion that the coronavirus originated at a bio lab in Wuhan, China, said, wow, just like the Soviet propagandists who tried to convince the world that the CIA invented AIDS. So apparently the U.S. Department of Energy is also a bunch of Soviet propagandists. That's not all. Glenn Kessler, May 1st, 2020. Glenn Kessler, if you don't know who that is, I think you've probably heard uh, Dan mention him a few times. He is the fact checker at the Washington Post. And he fact checks the public statements of politicians all the time. And it may not shock you to know that he focuses a lot on giving Pinocchios, or, or basically saying that Republicans are lying more than anybody else, more than Democrats. He rarely focuses on Democrats and focuses a lot on what Republicans say. Ted Cruz on May 1st, 2020 said, amazing is definitely the right word for this Washington Post video. 
WAPO is abandoning all pretenses of journalism and produce CCC, CCP propaganda would be another way to put it. If this reporter submitted this video in a freshman logic class, it wouldn't receive a passing grade. Let's review facts. Kessler responded with, I fear Ted Cruz missed the scientific animation in the video that shows how it is virtually impossible for this virus to jump from the lab or the many interviews with actual scientists. We deal in facts and viewers can judge for themselves. I hope you see where I'm going with this. There are a lot of people, left and right, who base just about every position they hold these days on whether or not somebody on the other side said it. And if the, somebody on the other side said it, then they have to figure out any way they can to discredit it. Glenn Kessler is one of the worst of these, and Applebaum is another. When the goal of what you're writing or saying is to tear down the Republicans and not an effort to dig to the actual truth, you have lost the plot. And that is exactly what a lot of these progressives, a lot of these Democrats, a lot of these folks in the media did. In 2020, when the idea was that, hey, maybe this didn't come from a wet market in China. Maybe this came from a, from a major bioresearch lab in Wuhan. And maybe this was a leak and it needs to be investigated. And the Chinese said, whoa, 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 whoa. This isn't cool. You can't say this. And the American media went right along with it. And the Democrats went right along with it because the Democrats and the media were all ready to say that Republicans were clearly anti-Asian bigots. And they just hate the Chinese. And that's why they're saying this. In fact, if you'll recall, if you will recall, this was originally a virus that was referred to by its region. It was the Wuhan virus. But then we had to scrub that title because, oh, that, that's, that's probably, probably racist. We still don't exactly know. Well, we know that it originated in China. China was ground zero for the virus. And now it is more and more likely that it did, in fact, come from this biolab in Wuhan. The Chinese government is coming out and accusing the U.S. of smearing China in this and saying that the U.S. is politicizing the virus. But it was the arrogant confidence displayed by members of the media and these Democrats in attempting to cast Republicans as racists and conspiracy theorists that makes this weekend's report even more illuminating. Glenn Kessler ought to be ashamed because the way he framed that tweet that I read earlier was not the framing of an objective journalist. That was the framing of somebody who was trying to dunk on a Republican senator because he didn't like what that senator was saying. It was outright animosity. Republicans and conservatives were shown this hostility, this animosity by Democratic politicians and members of the press 
And you know what's happening now? Now that the Republicans have control of the House, they're going to investigate this because this report from the Department of Energy only goes to show that a lot of that animosity was based on just hyper-partisan BS. Would that I could use the full word there because that's what it is. BS doesn't seem to be enough to describe what actually happened in 2020 and 2021 when Republicans were saying, look at the facts here. Jim Garrity, friend of mine who writes at National Review, did several pieces on this and how it was likely that this originated in a lab. And Jim Garrity gets none of the credit for it because he writes for National Review. But he was one of the first out there to tie a bunch of different news stories and a bunch of different pieces of data together and show that, yeah, this is probably the case. And he did so just as a journalist, not as some investigative body within the U.S. government, not as a member of the intelligence community, but somebody who was just following the facts on the ground and the intelligence community and the federal government are now basically saying, yeah, that, that looks to be the case. Now, the Biden administration is still very hesitant to, to say for certain, now that they have two agencies, though, the Department of Energy and the FBI, saying this is likely the case. The Biden, Depart- the, the, the Biden administration does not want, to, not want to say right now it looks likely. They want to say, oh, there's still a lot of discussion. There is no consensus right now because they are still trying to not anger the Chinese. But here's the thing. The Democrats and the media were all fine listening to the World Health Organization and the Chinese government, which were working in together, working together to investigate the origin of a virus that originated in China, a country that is notoriously not transparent. And they ignored all of the evidence right before their eyes. And any time the Republicans pointed out the evidence that was right before their eyes, the Republicans were attacked, they were smeared, they were called conspiracy theorists and racists. They were told that what they were saying did not make sense. They were anti-science. Trust the experts. Well, the experts got it wrong. And now every media outlet that made fun of and mocked and accused Republicans of all sorts of things are now having to come out and say, well, yeah, actually, this looks to be the case. There's a whole lot of crow-eating that should be done. Many in the media will ignore their previous subjective positions on this, and they'll pretend as if everything is normal. Hey, here's the report of the day, and they will move on, and they will not be held accountable for the stuff they've said in the past. Several will double down and continue to attack Republicans as highly politicized conspiracy theorists. That's just what they do. Some journalists will have the integrity to admit they were wrong, but that is a dying breed of journalists. But now the federal government, at least one other agency in the federal government, has concluded its investigation and they are saying, yeah, this looks like it's probably originated in a lab. And the Republicans were attacked for years over this theory as racists and conspiracy theorists. Where do they go for their apology? Trick question. They're not going to get one anyway. 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPL app chat. We're going to take this break and we will be back on the Joe Cunningham Show in just a moment right here. News Talk 96.5 KPL. 
Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5, KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation, you can also send a message through the KPL app chat if you want to. Somebody reached out during the break, uh, asked if I was really surprised, and, and, and I'm not. I'm not, and I think the, the fact of the matter is that you have a lot of people throughout the country who no longer trust the media, who no longer trust the government, and this is a big reason why. And this isn't limited to just one side of the political aisle or the other, but in this particular case, you had the entire Democratic Party and the entire mainstream media all out saying the same thing. I mean, going back to the Tom Cotton thing, Tom Cotton was under attack from multiple media outlets over the course of days for an appearance that he made on TV saying, yeah, this is probably where it came from. This is this lab is probably where this uh, this virus originated. And this it wasn't to say. It wasn't to say that this is something that was, you know, it was produced as a bioweapon or anything like that. They were studying the virus and and probably through gain of function research. And somehow there was a breach and somebody got infected and carried it out into the larger world and it became what it became. It became a global pandemic that we are still dealing with in some way, shape or form today. But Tom Cotton was excoriated over this. Republicans who mentioned the lab leak were attacked viciously. They were called racist. They were called conspiracy theorists. Anybody who mentioned the possibility of a lab leak was uh, called, they were called a conspiracy theorist. They were uh, deplatformed on social media at many points. I can tell you from personal experience that Facebook, if their algorithm caught you talking about the lab link, uh, lab leak, they would actually uh, the algorithm would keep what you posted from appearing on other people's timelines. Multiple media outlets did it. That GDI, that Global Disinformation Index, other people in the media, they and people in the government worked in conjunction with social media companies to suppress that theory. And look where we are now. Now we have a major branch of the U.S. government saying this is the likely origin of COVID-19. It was originally in a lab. Somehow there was a leak or a breach and it spread to the rest of the world that way. And God forbid anybody two years ago, three years ago, say that because it would have gotten you branded with some scarlet letter on your chest as a misinformation peddler. There's a reason that the average person doesn't trust the media. They don't trust the government. It's because of things like this. Everything has gotten so politicized. Everything has gotten so, so tied up in whether or not it's what our enemies say and what as to whether or not we should agree with it. If a Democrat says it, by God, it has to be wrong. We've got to wrap our heads around a way to prove that it's wrong. Or if a Republican says it, we got to figure out that. That's where our government, that's where our media, that's where a lot of us are right now. And it needs to not be that way because that is a very, very toxic platform for us to stand on. And it's only getting worse.
at this point, it's hard to tell what is information and what isn't because we've got so many people who are basing their entire belief structure on being the opposite of the other side of the political spectrum. There is no disinformation. There's no real information anymore. All right, let's take this break. I know some folks are trying to call in. Call in after this break. In the meantime, we've got a lot more to talk about here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. So I just if you want to understand why people don't have faith in the media or in government, this recent report from the U.S. Department of Energy is basically it. We spent three years being told that a lab leak was probably a conspiracy theory. And here we are now being, oh, it's actually probably likely it from the Department of Energy. And there's some consensus in the intelligence community, but it doesn't matter to the other people who have been out there attacking Republicans for daring to consider this theory. It doesn't matter because to them, the Republicans will also be racist, anti-science conspiracy theorists. And nobody, you're not going to find very many people who have the integrity to say, look, I was wrong on this. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham show. Who am I talking to? Hey, Joe, this is uh, Bucky and Karen Crow. Hey, how are you, man? Good. Uh, it's nice to be uh, talk to you. I just, you know, this lab leak. We need to look at why our government releases information, mm-hmm. and I think uh, one of the reasons right now with this, it's a lot of kabuki theater going on because as much as we protected China in 2019 and 20, things have changed, and China's warming up to Russia. They're getting a good relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think this is kind of the release of this information now is kind of a way to uh, get the American public to change their attitudes. So to kind of get things going, uh, a negative perception of China as they get closer and closer to, uh, you know, maybe providing some aid for Russia in the Ukraine. But, you know, I don't think they're sending this information out because they want the American people to know you know, what really happened, I, I think this is a dig at China to, uh, you know, reflect on how American citizens, you know, when we start pushing China harder, uh, we, that's this is the reason, you know, you know, we can say, well, look, you know, they released, uh, you know, they had this lab leak and they're responsible for this. So you know, I that, think it's all PR. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, you bring up a very good point. That is the increased tensions that we have with China right now and the fact that they are warming up to Russia. Now, China has been, they've they've always wanted to get friendlier with Russia. They have the same goals, which is they want to stop the encroachment of the West into their part of the world. And China was actually mad at Russia for the invasion of Ukraine because China was planning the exact same thing with Taiwan. And by basically getting the world, you know, really upset at Russia, really more on their guard for invasions like that, it really did pour a lot of water on China's goal of invading Taiwan and bringing it back into uh, complete control under them. So 
but the Chinese now seem to be opening up more to the idea of invading Taiwan. They seem to be more into the idea of selling arms to Russia. And uh, I don't know if you caught this, but uh, we had a news story that was out last week that the U.S. is preparing to uh, upscale its admittedly minor military presence in Taiwan. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, you're, you're right in that the tensions between us and China are getting a little hot, and this may very well be part of that. Yeah, well, like I said, you know, they don't, the, the, the State Department, Energy Department, the, the administration, they don't release information uh, as a, you know, a benefit to the American people. There's always a motive behind it, so that's what you just, just got to keep looking for. Yeah. All right, well, thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And again, 232-1542, if anybody else wants to join in or send a message uh, through the KPL app chat. Now, I want to jump gears real quick because, uh, you know, I mentioned last week that we don't often get polls when it comes to statewide races in Louisiana. We get very few. They are mostly paid for by candidates. And so whenever we get some of this information, even if we can't you know, verify that it is good and accurate information, we can still we still have some data to draw on. So let's take, for example, the one last week, which was one uh, released by what's his name? Richard uh, Lipsy. Uh, he's a businessman out of Baton Rouge. I think he paid for a poll that showed that Jeff Landry had roughly a quarter voter support in the state of Louisiana. And uh, there were several other candidates who kind of were on there, but that poll included a lot of folks who were not running for governor, so it did kind of muddy the message a little bit. Jeff Landry has released one, and he gave he handed this one over to uh, Greg Hilburn at the Daily Advertiser, and it's basically a competing poll. And this one was done uh, by KA Consulting. It is a purely Republican poll, it looks like. Um, 504 Republican and independent likely voters, so no Democrats. But it does look at the folks who are in the field, and it does mention one person who is not in the field, but it's the Democrat, Louisiana Transportation Secretary, Sean Wilson. In this poll commissioned by Landry, Jeff Landry has 48% of the field locked up. John Schroeder has 6%. Sharon Hewen has 3%. Richard Nelson has 2%. Independent attorney Hunter Lundy of Lake Charles comes in with 2%. And Democratic Louisiana Transportation Secretary Sean Wilson comes in with 1%. 37% are undecided. Now, much like last week's poll, I will tell you this one is a messaging poll. This one is one that was done. It was released in order to get the message out there that actually Jeff Landry does have a lot more support than what is being claimed out there. This is specifically in response to Garrett Graves, who is saying that, well, he's talked to a lot of folks and all the polls they've seen have shown there's an appetite for some other candidate in there. And this is Jeff Landry saying, well, actually not. There are 37% undecided, but nearly half the GOP voters right now want me. Me as in Jeff Landry, not me as in your lovable host, Joe Cunningham. Uh, 
this poll is purely a messaging poll, like the poll from last week. It is purely about delivering a message. And this message is Jeff Landry's a lot more dominant than people are giving him credit for. And I pretty much knew that, and I, I, I've told you guys that, that right now it still looks like Jeff Landry's race to lose. But what's interesting about this one is that we now have two polls where Jeff Landry is far ahead of the rest of the field. Even in last week's poll, which was a, a not just Republican and independent voters, but also featured a lot of candidates, the only declared candidate in the race who got double digits was Jeff Landry, and that was roughly a quarter of the voters in that poll. The next ones, the, the, the next highest ones on the list were people who were in the double digits in the teens, but they had not declared. It was Gary Chambers and Katie Bernhardt and Garrett Graves. So you really didn't actually, I'm sorry, Gary Chambers had 20%. Everybody else who registered on the poll really had in the teens. And then, of course, you had Schroeder and Hewitt. They didn't even uh, ask about Nelson in that poll, but they they had the single digits. You have polls that when they're leaked to the media like this, these are done for messaging purposes. And that's not to say they're not credible. That's not to say that there isn't something in there that we can use. That's simply to say that these are for messaging purposes. They are part of the campaign tactic rather than actually determining campaign strategy. The campaign strategy here is what do those 37% undecided voters want? And how do we get them on our side so that we can get up past 50%? Because if we can get well past 50%, we're, we're, we're good. We don't have to worry about anybody else. And with the money that Jeff Landry has in the bank, I think he's probably going to get over 50% of the Republican vote. But Louisiana's an all-in jungle primary state, and so it's not just going to be Republicans voting for him. There will be Democrats, too. How the Democrats break is going to be interesting. My gut says that that 37% undecided, even though this is a poll of Republican and independent voters, that 37% is actually probably close to what uh, Sean Wilson could get in an all-in primary. If he can get 37 percent, if he can get the he can get the Democratic Party on his side, if he can get most of the black voters on his side, get them out to vote in this election, he's got a good chance of of getting into the high 30s, if not the lower 40s. Then it's a matter of who's going to get who's going to be the Republican to run against him. And again, my gut is that it's going to be Jeff Landry and that this poll kind of shows that. But again, these are two separate polls with wildly different numbers, with wildly different samples that were taken of the general population. So it needs to be clarified that this isn't an apples to apples comparison. But the data that we can draw from it, some of the conclusions that we can draw from it are actually pretty helpful. One, Jeff Landry has command of the field. It is Jeff Landry's race to lose right now. And if you're not a Jeff Landry fan, then you need to talk to your candidate. You need to give your candidate money. You need to figure out how your candidate, how to help your candidate get it, break away some of Jeff Landry's vote. Because I'm going to tell you that's going to be very hard. That's something that needs to be done right now. Nobody in the field really seems to have the money to be able to do that. And that's the problem that the rest of the field is going to face, even even 
Sean Wilson will face it. If he cannot get his name ID up, he may not be graced with high 30s, low 40s support in an all-in primary. He may be stuck in the high 20s, low to mid 30s because nobody knows who he is. But nobody really knew who John Bell Edwards was before he ran for governor. He was just some state rep from somewhere down south. Sean Wilson is the Secretary of Transportation for the state of Louisiana. He has some statewide appeal. He has been seen in different parts of the state, and he's going to have Edwards' machine, which took him from being a nobody from Amy, Louisiana, to governor of the state. He's going to have that machine backing Wilson. And if that machine can do for Wilson what they did for John Bell Edwards, the Republicans actually need to watch out. But the Republicans, if they get their act together and Jeff Landry or whoever, I'm not saying it has to be Jeff Landry. It can be anybody, any of the Republicans in the field, as long as a Republican makes it into the runoff, as long as one Republican makes it into a runoff, the chances are good for the Republican Party. But big but there. That requires the Republicans to not make the same mistakes of 2015 and 2019, which is a tall order. 232-1542, if you want to be part of the conversation, let's take this break. If you want to call in, you can call in about the stuff from the first half of the show. You can call in about this, whatever you'd like to, or send a message through the KPL app. Would love to talk to y'all. I'll be back in just a moment here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. 